welcome to Tutors of Life podcast, where we research life so you don't have to. Episode 186, this is your host, Sean Tudor. And this is Sam. And here's Mimi. She's hanging out. Looking out the window. Mm-hmm. Not uh, wanting to eat today. Dude, Bedros Killian, I was listening to his shit today, mm-hmm. just a little bit. Um, he's now up to uh, averaging 2,200 new subscribers a day to his YouTube. Dude, what happened to your microphone? There you go. Is that better? A little bit. I don't know. I I literally haven't done anything. No, you're quiet today. Anyways. Um, wait, how many new subscribers a day? 2,200 new subscribers a day on YouTube. That's pretty good. That is really good. Look at this dog Jones in. She's been such a butt this week. Mm-hmm. She got mad because it was snowing out. But then she went and played with best friend Dexter mm-hmm. hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so then she slept all day yesterday because she was tired from that. And now she's refusing to eat her food. Ridiculous. Oh, and then she stopped and sniffed at everything on our walk today. Yeah. But I think she's going to crash now. Yeah. <clears throat> Which is good. We'll just have to spoon food her again. Spoon feed her? Spoon food her? <laughs> is that what I said? That's what you said. <laughs> no, yeah. Spoon uh, feed? No. I'll just let her not eat until she gets too hungry, then she eats. Yeah. It's kind of how I usually roll. I hope it's not like. Um, I know she did get the Lyme vaccine, but I hope it's not like from that tick or whatever. Uh, it's possible. Yeah. Yeah, she had. Th- four ticks on her, three attached. Mm-hmm. On one 55-minute hike through the woods. Yep. And we, like, checked her as soon as we got back. Yeah, because she was laying on the bed, and I saw something, like, black crawling on her, and I was like, oh, I'll let me grab this bug. And I was like, oh, shit. And then she literally just sat up, and you could see two just right on her chest. And I was like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. And those suckers were deep already. Mm-hmm. The one we had to use at tweezers, I couldn't get it out. But we got it. Yeah. Um, the adventures. Oh, I, people. I, some people I don't think know about ticks. Yeah, that's true. Up here in the northern states, there's these little bugs that come out in the summertime in the woods, and they carry lots of diseases. It's crazy how they carry so many diseases. So many. Why? I think because they like, because once they they suck from creature to creature to creature. So you got to think of like those things have some kind of disease or parasite. Like they just carry it to wherever they go next. But how many of them are really like surviving that long? Like how do they all carry or how do they like give you limes? How do so many of them have limes? Um, You know, that's a good question. I don't have my phone, so I can't research that for you. Yeah. So anyhow, it fucks people up. Yeah. Um. They, uh, yeah, Lyme disease is a really bad thing to get. Uh, I had it twice now. First time I started puking blood, so that was fun. Real traumatizing for a second grader. Um, but it just makes you really tired, weak, joints hurt, uh, stuff like that. Then they just put you on antibiotics, but most doctors don't put you on antibiotics for long enough. Um, and some people end up getting it again very easily. Uh, so yeah, it's just this it's honestly such a common thing up here that people don't even get weirded out by it. One time on some, like, Snapchat story, though, I saw someone's, like, 
it was one of just those things you watch or whatever. Not like a friend of mine Snapchat story, the what are the reels? Snapchat reels, mm-hmm. whatever they're called. It was like it was something about like this crazy disease called Lyme disease. And I was like, what do you mean? It's just life. Yeah. So I watched it. It was this girl who lived in California, happened to come up to some northern states for something, and then was sick for like almost a year. And she kept going to all these doctors and they were like, oh, we don't know what it is. We don't know what it is. There's nothing wrong with you. You're crazy, blah, blah, blah. And then finally, after like a year, year and a half, she got a doctor that was from the Midwest. Mm. So they knew immediately what it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've heard actually that's like kind of common that like a lot of people in southern states only get diagnosed with it if they find a doctor that's from the Midwest. Well, think, dude, there's got to be shit down south, though, that, that's like that. Like mm-hmm. those parasites that got into your feet and shit. Oh, yeah. You, know, you wouldn't even fucking know. You don't get that yeah. kind of shit up here. Lyme disease is really hard, though, because like it's so different from person to person. Mm-hmm. Because so many people just think, oh, you have to have the bullseye. You don't have it if you don't have the bullseye. Uh, I've never gotten... Both times I didn't have the bullseye. Sure. Um, I get really bad raccoon eyes is what my mom says. Um, so, like, my eyes look really dark and purpley. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, so it, it is honestly hard for... I don't blame it. Like, if you weren't used to people getting it all the time, you would have no clue what it is. Right. So, yeah, it's fun diseases. Hmm. Do you have any fun diseases? You you only, like, no. cut your thumb or some shit growing up? Cut my thumb. No, my finger. Your finger. Nah, I don't know. Is that all you actually had ever had happen to you? Broke my pinky. Wow. Stepped on some nails. Wow. I could give About you it? a long list. Here's the deal. Growing up, we didn't really do anything risky. We just were responsible and made sure to be careful. Dude, I was a wild child. I jumped off uh, the slide at the park, bit a hole through my tongue. Running Mm. around the garden, stepped on a metal rake. And went through the webbing in my toes. Mm. Um, What else did I do? Had Lyme disease twice. I had mono once. I got attacked on the face by a cat. Had to get stitches. Um, was, oh, I uh, dislocated my elbow playing with my brother. Somehow I got ended up under a mattress pinned down and dislocated my elbow. Um, and then I ran through a creek and stepped on a piece of glass and sli- my, sliced my foot open and got eight stitches. Oh, I got stitches in my ear too. Oh, fun. Yeah. Did backflip off the couch. How'd that work out for you? Landed on the... Uh, coffee table? Coffee table. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see where me- where Mimi gets it from now. I know she's not our biological child, but me and her have similar upbringings. Just so much shit going wrong. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. My resting heart rate's high, though. That's true. Really high. Whatever. Hmm. It's kind of neat. I was listening to Bradley talk about how he's just like a physical specimen, like athlete of athletes. Mm-hmm. Fucking his resting heart rate's like forty-two to forty-seven at night. 
Yeah, because he gets like a bunch of like tests done and shit, and doctors like, dude, you are fucking better than an athlete. And like he got his blood work done, and the doctor's like, don't change anything, just keep doing what you're doing. He's like, oh man, yeah, I smoke cigars, drink, don't watch my diet, don't exercise. Sounds good. <laughs> he ended up cleaning up a lot of that shit just to like get healthier and stuff. But the doctor's like, yeah, like your your shit's perfect. Don't change anything. He's like, what do you mean, dude? <laughs> are you curious? Like, are you curious at all what your resting heart rate might be like while sleeping? Like, so what if it was super slow at night? No, because I did my tests. Because uh, I got the I did the the whole test when I was younger, when I was eighteen. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, so I had like the the monitor on me for the full like thir- like thirty six hours. Mm. So like the monitor and shit. So I had all the fucking yeah. I went up for like 36 hours, and it was still in the high 70s. Oh, wow. Yeah. He went so you just like naturally have a high resting heart rate. Yeah. I, you know, I was like, hey, is this a problem? Whatever. When I talked to the doctor, they're like, there's nothing like abnormal. It just kind of always hangs out that high. And I was like, all right, sounds good. Whatever. Works for me. Cool. Yeah. I think it got down to like low 70s. Like once, twice. But. Whatever. Do you ever like feel? I'm like curious if like your heart rate went down to the 60s, if you would get like lightheaded and almost pass out. I guarantee it. Because your body's not used to it. Yeah. Interesting. I'd probably feel better though if it like mm-hmm. if it got down there. I'd probably feel better. Sean, you're looking full today. Did you do upper body? The back. Like, yeah. Cool. I just thought I would let you know that. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. I fucking love this shit you know what's funny so what a couple months ago or whatever you told me that you felt small and then you want to get big again and you're just like oh i just have to eat more and i just can't eat more and blah 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 blah. um and all it took was like actually working out twice a day yeah well i'm eating a lot more yeah but it's not like annoyingly is it well no because I knew I need to eat more, but I wasn't like burning enough to make me hungry. Mm-hmm. So I'm starting to work out twice a day. I'm just always fucking hungry. So I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'll eat everything. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah it's I, a lot easier to eat more when you're actually hungry. I know. I'm going to get my light pace check though in 12 weeks. Mm, smart. I see what I'm doing to myself. Yeah. So. But you are looking bigger. Yeah. I'm feeling a lot more full. But I'm not gaining any weight, which is fine. I think my I'm probably trimming up in the stomach area, mm-hmm. filling up muscles. Because yeah, I'm like, like this morning I was 198. Um, I was back up to 127. I lived to my 126 for two days. Yeah. I just can't believe how more much more consistent our weights have been. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Really consistent. Mm-hmm. But uh, not really gaining anything. Yeah. Which is okay. You, you look like you are, so that's a plus. Okay with like slimming down the gut and the fat and building out the arms. Mm-hmm. We started doing TRT in my uh, um, my sub Q and my glutes. Yeah. Instead of my stomach, which is beautiful to give my stomach a break. Um, yeah. Because that's like the only two areas I have fat on my body is my my glutes and my a little bit in my lower abs. Yeah, because you're just such a fine specimen you said it babe specimen of a man you said it not me yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, because other people like not in shape or fat people mm-hmm. can like do it anywhere probably. Pin their triceps, their quads, mm-hmm. glutes, and I'm like, I can't do that. No, I literally. It also sucks though, because like your triceps are already n- not up a lot. Yeah, but we wouldn't be going into the muscle. It's supposed to go sub Q. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, okay, in your stomach, you still get knots from the buildup. Oh, sure. So, I mean, that would just make that even worse. Yeah, I wouldn't want to go on my triceps. No. Plus, sensitive. Fuck that. Yeah. Stick to my glutes. Stick Mm. to... It means I have to pin them again. Yeah. I don't mind it. No, it's not bad. Glutes and stomach, yeah. Which sucks. But I'm giving it a good rest. They're going away. Yeah, are they? Yeah. Yeah, we found out in order to get them to go away, I have to massage them and meh. Not even that. And like just, I just doing it for a year and a half. There's just like a couple like permanent little lumps in there. Yeah. So I'm just going to let them, give them a rest for a couple months. Plus the one bruised recently, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And this bruised too. Yeah. I don't know what. It's weird. Very weird. <clears throat> I'm not sure. Maybe my estrogen was a little high or something. Interesting. Do women bleed easier? Women bruise easier. Oh, that makes sense. Hmm. The more you know. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Higher estrogen, low testosterone, I think. Yeah, it makes sense. Remember, because my testosterone, I ran out. Yeah. And then you had a switch. So I had a switch and then I had um I was only getting like point two cc's instead of point three cc's for yep. like two weeks. Yep. Test low, estrogen high. Yep. But that's what it was. Yep. Damn. I'm surprised you couldn't tell. Usually you can tell when you're testing estrogen off. Yeah. I was just getting it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are. Just getting it. <clears throat> Random as fuck. All right, here we go. Uh, what do you want to talk about, babe? Um, I had an idea while we were talking about that, and then I completely forgot again. I don't know. Uh, so Sean and I have been Sean and I weren't heavy drinkers before this whole seventy-five part thing, but now obviously we we're not at all drinking. Um, and it's been kind of fun because our friend Brooke. Our girl Brooke, she's been sober for a hundred and eight days. Hundred eight days, yeah, That's a lot of days. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting to hear like her take on being sober, like how she's felt. Has she ever told you? A little bit. Okay, oh, I was just asking. Um, it was just very interesting to like hear because she didn't realize how much she was drinking until like after the fact, and she f- has felt like so clear in the head yeah like she has more energy she feels like she can focus on things better she said her anxiety has gone down drastically yeah motherfuckers that smoke weed dude motherfuckers that smoke weed Mm -hmm. little anxious balls Mm -hmm. and they can't even goddamn function in the world because they're so anxious because they just need to be high but then they're anxious because they're high. But when they're not high, they're more anxious. Dude, Wes Watson says it best. We use substances to escape reality. If you love your reality, you don't need to do substances. Mm-hmm. 
It's that simple. He says, you know, motherfuckers look forward to the weekend to sit there, drink beer, and watch fucking Netflix to escape reality. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he don't do any of that shit because he loves his reality. Yeah. Dude, I love that. And he was just, like, so chill in that video. Like, because you all need to just w- listen to Wes Watson just on everything. If you guys listen, um, I'll pull up the episode. This one's a really good one. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, listen listen to Wes Watson and listen to Bradley. Um, and listen to Wes Watson on Bradley's podcast. That's what I was going to say. <clears throat> I'll pull up here. Yeah. Uh, but he, you had just going in ahead of time. Uh, he does swear a lot and yells a lot, uh, which is I think is good. It's so... It's just who he is, and I love it, and it's just amazing. Um, and that one clip that you sent me today, Sean, it was just so interesting because he was, like, so calm and, like, soft-spoken for once about that. All right, 27th of March. So March 27th, Wes Watson on The Real Bradley Podcast. Um, the podcast is called Dropping Bombs. And, uh, yeah, it was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I just thought it was so interesting how soft-spoken he was. And he talked about like how he was able to overcome so many things in prison because you can't can't depend on substances there. So while in prison, he was able to learn that like he could overcome all these emotional things, all these physical things without with just being himself. Like he didn't need substances to get over them. Everything you need for coping is within your body. Mhm. It's so cool. I love that. Yeah. Mm. But anyways, keep going with what Brooke's saying. Her anxiety and shit's low. Um, yeah, her anxiety's gone down. Um, and she just feels like she can accomplish so much more now. Yeah. Because she said there was just so much time that she, like, wasted, like, either being anxious about things or, like, just being lazy and drinking. And she's like, now I have motivation to do things. And she's like, so instead of, like sitting on the couch and drinking some beers like now i clean the kitchen or now i go do some things around the house i wanted to do and i thought that was very interesting yeah well Mm -hmm. i told you that with like when i smoke Mm -hmm. when i smoke the next day like the next so i usually get up at 5 a.m yeah and i'm usually pretty able to just get going when i smoke the next day i'm like trying to get out of that brain fog yeah for like two to three hours i'm like fighting with that brain fog yeah it's a huge difference of not using substances at all and drinking lots of water yeah like i like i said like we didn't drink very much sean says he doesn't feel any different but about any of it but i i just feel like my mind is just so much more focused so much sharper than it was yeah i've always drank gallon water a day that's true i never did we knew that yeah. Um, so it is nice to, like, see the difference in all of that. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's something to think about. Oh, and Brooke sent me a video. This was really cool of um, what being s- sober for a year could do for you. Mm. And, like, one of the things is, like, you actually physically become more attractive. Yes. Because then, like, I'm sure it's, like, your face doesn't get, like, so wrinkly because... Of the dehydration and whatever poison is in alcohol. People have no idea. There's so many people that have no idea 
what alcohol and like processed foods and all the shit that we are fed and told to do, what that does, dude, blue lights on your phone. Mm-hmm. Everything, like, because they say blue lights are bad, right? Yeah. Okay, and they've said that forever. Yeah. How come every light in our house now is blue lights? Is it really? Yeah, all these lights are LEDs. They're like the, they're not the, uh, they're like the fluorescent lights. They're not the incandescent lights anymore. Mm. So any lights you have on in your house before you go to bed is affecting your sleep. Mm-hmm. E- all Like the car lights all move to fluorescent lights mm-hmm. instead of incandescent, instead of the yellow. Yeah. They're all like white. Yeah. Or most of them are. And like, like that. Like the fucking ring on the the camera. Yeah. It gives it such a better picture because it's that blue light. Mm-hmm. But that's the light that's bad. That's the light that's bad for the body. It's also lets, uh, does a lot more light pollution. If mm. we care about pollution, it's, it's like 500 times worse on pollution. Interesting. But like people really don't understand everything in our day-to-day life that we are told is okay and normal mm-hmm. that's not good for us like drinking every day horrible mm-hmm. tobacco nicotine um processed foods the dyes in our foods saturated fats the fucking um all the oils the seed oils and they just fucking kill you i do i am good no keep going i am 100 percent i I would stake my life on it that we are going to die younger, that the, that the average death rate of uh, 77 for men, 79 for women, so total average death is 78 in the U.S., I would stake my life on it that that goes down. Oh, drastically. Um, Sean and I realized this weekend, grocery shopping, because we're trying to cut out like a whole bunch of processed stuff and especially seed oils. Seed oils is in everything. It was in our rice cups. Dude, that's what really pissed me off is like following the vertical diet Mm -hmm. and Stan efforting. When he goes out to eat, he asks the cooks if they can cook his food in butter and not in in vegetable oil. Mm -hmm. He was the one that I saw talking about the rice cups. Yeah. Sam and I get the rice cups and we're like, fuck, we never looked at the label on this, you know, because we're cutting out seed oils. Look at the rice cups. What the fuck? It's vegetable oil in there. I think it, it was specific. I think it was actually seed oil. Seed oil. Yeah. It's like, dude, why are you in my rice? Yeah. What the fuck are you doing in my rice? I was so mad. So, so mad. And we're like, dude, why would you suggest this if this is. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why he's just. I, unless it's just. So, I mean, I'm sure it's so minuscule. It's not that big of a deal. And he's also really big on cold rice digest hard. Mm-hmm. So, like, this way you can have fresh rice. But, dude, it's got seed oil in it. Yeah. Fucking have... everything. Mm-hmm. Also, like, think about, too, like, even just us reheating our food in the microwave. How bad is that for us? It's 100% bad. Mm-hmm. 100%. That's something Stan actually talks about. Not Well, he does he does reheat his food in the microwave. Mm-hmm. But what he'll do is he'll make food. So he always has his rice cooker going. Yeah. And it's like three days. Like it holds. Because he's got the like the expensive rice cooker. So it holds rice good for three days. Oh, wow. On, on warm. Mm-hmm. So in the morning what he does is he um, 
reheats his food into the monster mash and puts it in a wide uh, bottle mm-hmm. into a thing into a oh, it's like a, a thermos. Stanley thermos, yeah, yeah Stanley yeah, yeah. thermos, wide, wide most Stanley thermos, and so he heats his food up at the house so he can take it out in his thermos and eat it later on in the day. Mm-hmm. I've done that quite a few times. Yeah, I remember you used to. I hated, I hated it when he did it because cleaning that thing was a bitch. Yeah, but I, it's so in, dude. There's just so many things like with convenience and the the pace that we live our lives and people live their lives like look at all the like midwest meals and prepackaged mm-hmm. meals the speed that the speed and convenience you get from that shit and like the frequency we live our lives mm-hmm. very difficult to not use microwaves yeah um and it's actually difficult to not do processed foods of sorts and that's why we quit doing Midwest mm-hmm. is because we were like getting Midwest meals and we're like, dude, this food isn't the quality of food we buy. Yeah. Like their meat wasn't nearly as good of quality. No. And so we're like, we can't, we shouldn't keep getting these things that isn't to the quality and the standard we want. Yeah. But like so many people just do like a lot of like the bodybuilders and all that shit, like in fitness people, they just sacrifice that for the calories mm-hmm. because they need it and it it makes sense yeah because like how like it's, it's really hard to run your life without the convenience of that yeah especially is. in today's society oh yeah but that so i guess one thing that would be super nice is to have like an office space like us have a office space with a stove Dude, or with like a real a, kitchen, yeah. with a real kitchen, because then you could have like, and if you were there every day, you could reheat food on the oven. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess air frying's probably bad, but probably not as bad. Yeah. So you could air fry shit, or you know what would probably be the best? Put it in one of those fucking little oven things. The toaster ovens. The yeah. toaster ovens. That's probably the safest bet. Yeah. Just put your food in there, reheat that, pull out the tray, clean out the tray every time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because you're not supposed to use tinfoil either. No, so you take that because they have the tray. Yeah. You just put shit in the tray, put it in there, heat it out, take it out in the mm. tray, then clean the tray off. Yeah, afterwards. did you hear now they discovered using tinfoil, like to cook stuff on? The metals in the tinfoil actually leach into the food. I'm not even surprised. Yeah. It's just like... um. They shouldn't have fucking made these conveniences because it's just poisoning everyone. But yes, I know that's what like... What is it? The Court of Owls? Um, If any Batman nerds out there, um, that's what they want. They want you to be poisoned and let them take control of you. It's like the cricket farms in... Holland, was it? Holland, yeah. Sweden, right? Where's Holland? Oh, you got the phone. I thought it was... Did you send that to me? Um, I thought you sent that to me. Hmm. I don't even think it was on Instagram. I think we like saw. It. I think you saw it on Facebook. Was it? Oh, it was Tucker Carlson. Oh, Riley sent it to me. It is on Instagram. Hmm. Um, yeah, because Riley sent it to me. Uh, it was something about some country is known to be like one of the biggest like agriculture producers. Um. It wasn't specifically, like, farm animals, was it? It was just, like, agriculture. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And they 
the government wants all the farmers now to switch to growing bugs and crickets or whatever. Yeah. And uh, the country's just in an uproar. Like, they're just not happy with it and they don't want to do it. And it's kind of, it's going to be interesting to see, like, what happens. Yeah. Yeah, well, farmer climate change. Um, at first I was so confused listening to that video because I thought like she was like proud that they were going to start growing crickets. No. And then like, I was like, oh, she's real upset about this. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to look it, look it up on yours. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was interesting because yeah, they, they're taking a lot of their farmland and they're switching it because they're like, they're the second largest farming country in the world besides us. Mm Mm-hmm. And so they're going to, like, they want to roll out doing the cricket farms there. And, yeah, the the farmer, the farming community, the whole community's pissed. Yeah, because so like, the people don't want to eat crickets. Yeah, they're like, fuck that. We'll eat steak. Leave us alone. Mm-hmm. And then, she, like she said, like, they're going to do, the government will do everything and anything they can for to force them. Yeah. Like, look what they're doing right now. Fucking 18,000 cattle just... It die from an explosion? No. Yeah. There's no freaking way that right. that barn just somehow accidentally had a methane explosion. Big enough to kill 18,000 cattle. Right, exactly. That's massive. Yeah, it's super neat. I don't know. Um, yeah, I guess we'll just yeah round back up and, and close out the statement. People are naive. Mm-hmm. They're unaware, mm-hmm. and people don't understand and aren't willing to educate themselves because they are so numb by the social constructs that are set for us that they are not willing to do research and better themselves. Mm-hmm. And so people don't know that if they feel like shit, they fucking don't like their lives, they can fix it through diet and exercise. Mm-hmm. And positive thinking. And positive thinking. Like, you don't even have to do... No, if you just... Fuck that diet. Fuck the, uh, the, the positive thinking. If you just go to the gym mm-hmm. and start training, mm-hmm. your mood will get better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then those other things come with it. Like, you don't got to do the trifecta. You eventually get there. But, like, just movement will make you feel better 100 percent. challenge a challenge will make you feel better the struggle will make you feel better mm-hmm. people don't want to talk about that shit they're too fucking lazy yeah bitches no, they want to they just want to live off the government too many people they they we've been taught that you need to be comfortable mm-hmm. and people like the suicides at an all-time high right transgenderism's transgenderism is all-time high um people we're just a lot of people are going to die you know that other video we watched today just before this yeah, yeah yeah it really does make a lot of sense because um do you remember like you know 10 years ago that there was like uh probably 10 to 15 years ago there's this big movement to end vaccines because yes. it was causing this huge influx of kids having autism yes those kids would be about 15 to 18 years old now yeah so, yeah, so what it is is um, the theory is... And we're not... We don't believe this. This is just a theory. Yeah, one of the theories is that a lot of the individuals coming up that are transgender are autistic. hmm And um, I'm not saying we saw this shit in group homes. Yeah. I'm not saying we saw it in group homes. 
I'm saying we ran group homes. I'm saying we saw a lot of clients. And it just so happened that this is very true mm-hmm. from what we've seen per- firsthand. Mm-hmm. But we are not saying it's true. We're saying we've just seen with our own eyes on many occasions mm-hmm. that it happens to be true. Mm-hmm. People with mental disabilities such as autism, they tend to be the the likelihood of them being transgender is so much higher. Yes. Um, and we've seen we saw a lot of cross dressing, mm-hmm. a lot of not knowing their sexuality. Yep. In autistic individuals, mm-hmm. and so the theory is that a lot of these individuals who are transgender are actually high functioning autistic, mm-hmm. and that. Go ahead. And that's why it makes sense why they get so defensive because if you tell them they're wrong, you try to tell them differently, they go in rage fits. And that's in autistic individuals. That's and, how it happens. And like that is exactly what happens with autistic individuals if you call them out or tell them something they're doing is wrong that has nothing to do with transgender. Yeah. If you just like if they're doing something wrong and you say they're wrong, you call them out, whatever it is, you try to discipline them tends to go in a bad direction yeah very and so when you see that stuff with the transgender movement it just makes a lot of sense is all there's a correlation there's a there seems to be a correlation if Mm -hmm. you look at it and if you look at the individuals there's you know high functioning autistic people tend to have a little bit different of a look Mm mm-hmm they just very autistic individuals have just a little different different look mm. um and not and, all of them no not, not all of them just some of them and uh and when you see that the individual is looking like that it's like fuck this theory doesn't seem crazy yeah but not like we don't we're, we're not condoning that no. we're not saying it's true no it's just an interesting theory to think about yep it's interesting. It's interesting. So yeah, yeah it was. I don't. I've seen that. I mean, it just brought up like group home days. I was just like, oh, that matches. Yeah, it does. It does. So, yeah. It explains like a lot of the, uh, just the, the reactions from people, because they're so like defensive immediately. Like there is no talking or discussion right. it mm-hmm. is just like a react yeah it's a reaction mm-hmm. let's let's go down that road a little bit um not in regards to that but, yeah, yeah but like um uh you just talked to a manager today about this and um kyle mm-hmm. and i talked about today you and i talked about today on our on our walk and mm-hmm. stuff and um it's it's thinking with or it's thinking with emotions not logic mm-hmm. which is so funny because like we always joke I think we've even joked on this podcast, like, oh, you can't use logic with them. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Dude, Kyle, <laughs> Kyle, Mike, and I, we joke about that shit on a weekly basis. Us three say that. Because I don't know how many times, like, something will happen and I'll be like, oh, well, like, why didn't you do this? And Sean would be like, whoa, 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 you can't use logic yeah, right now. <laughs> you can't be doing that. <laughs> getting, uh, getting too out there, babe. Yeah. Uh, it's just something that I had to learn with Robin Road. I was using way too much emotion and I was just so connected to that house. And it took me a really long time to break down that emotional barrier and 
be like, okay, no, logically, like, this house doesn't work for us. Like, there's so many things I don't like about this house. Like, we need to, right now is a good time to sell, and we need to just sell. Um, so, I, what I, what I love is, um, what I love is when I listen to individuals who've been doing this a long time, mm-hmm. and it aligns with shit that you and I have talked about, um, or we, like, practice ourselves Mm -hmm. and um keith cunningham he's uh in his 70s he's been he's extremely wealthy been really wealthy and he's been really not wealthy Mm -hmm. um but he was on the real bradley podcast on thursday but he talked about i'd I'd have to look up the the things but um there was like three things he talked about that caused that um that's called a dumb tax okay he's got a dumb tax and there's three things that are a dumb tax Mm -hmm. one of them is being over optimistic oh that's me yep so being over optimistic one of them was um so too much optimism i have to i have to get the exact things but one of them was like using emotion Mm -hmm. not logic or not facts using emotions not facts um and I'm, i'm blanking on the third one but um, it was so true about the um the the using the emotions yeah. and not facts and and hearing it from a guy that has been there that has dealt with that um and then talking about like the over optim the over optimism mm-hmm. and the other one was like well I'll have to look it up and we can do a, we can do a whole podcast on those three yeah um but it's so true. And a, a lot of it, we've we talked about it with the psychology of money, and and I have to practice it all the time, and it's part of a reason that like I don't get attached to too many things. Yeah, is because I look at shit. I tend to look at shit logically. I try not to use too much emotion in it, and I'm like, does this make sense? Yes. Okay. Act. And uh, a lot of people they they find their dream home mm-hmm. and it's their dream home so nothing else matters they're going to live there forever they'll overpay well now like uh you you me and kyle are potentially looking at uh a business opportunity we and and and, and you most people cannot look at a, a different business venture or a business opportunity starting a business anything like that because they don't have money mm-hmm. or they don't have time. And that's something that we've been really conscious of is like we don't overspend on the house. Right. We don't overspend on the cars. We don't overspend on the vacations, the day-to-day living, nothing. Mm-hmm. We don't overspend because we have to keep money and and we we turn down a lot of investment properties that like meh they kind of make sense they Mm. could make sense we turn them all down to have money on hand to stick to like a fucking plan a plan of like if there's an opportunity we can act on it Mm -hmm. so if we want to start a new business we can act on it Mm -hmm. if we want to purchase a business we can act on it Mm. and we go ahead sorry um but but we look at that logically. Yeah. We look at it like 
like we have a certain amount of money set aside, which isn't enough. We, we're saving more. Um, but we're like not even touching it Mm-mm. because the psychology of money and, and through like all like the training I've done with handling money, that shit doesn't affect me. Mm-hmm. Like people we know, they're like, uh, I look at cars and trucks all the time, you know, and, and one of our friends is like, hey, bro, if I had the kind of fucking money you had laying around, I'd just go buy that thing. And I said, that's why you don't have the money laying around like I do. Because yes, could I go buy the car I want? Could I go buy the top three cars I want in cash? Yes. Will I even buy one of them? No. And um and but but people that the the reason I can do that Mm -hmm. is because of the discipline and the logic thinking. Mm -hmm. And I don't let the emotions come into my money Mm -hmm. because Sure, I could go buy the top three cars I want in cash right now, which is not impressive. Yeah. That's not impressive. Um, but if I buy a business or, or... Or... A rental property. Or I get a rental property or Kyle and I grow Tudor Transformations. Um, we do an extra couple flips. Whatever it is, right? What will that do... What will me utilizing that safe money I'm stacking mm-hmm. do to grow that? Right. Right. To like, so, so like an example is um, if I take and I buy like the detailing company, Kyle and I talked about getting oh, yeah. the detailing company a while back. They wanted $50,000. If Kyle and I bought the detailing company at $50,000, mm-hmm. the profit's one hundred fifty a year. Okay. So you buy a business for 50 grand. So I take that money we got laying aside, I put it down 50 grand. Mm-hmm. And that's not even talking if we were to sell or finance some of that shit. Right, yeah. We make that money back in four months. We can pay them off in four months. Granted, sorry, that's that's like wages and profit it yeah. was, right? But you could pay somebody and you could have a little team order. You could... You could you could allocate of that one fifty. You could allocate sixty mm-hmm. to somebody to detail for you. Yeah, and someone's making good money, twenty five dollars an hour to detail. Yeah, you pay them sixty, and then you still have, um, you still have ninety. So you you put fifty down, which most people don't have fifty. Mm-hmm. But you put fifty down, and now somebody else is doing the work. Granted, you might have had to take some months to train them in, get trained in yourself and stuff because that's part of the gig. You now made that 50 back in seven months through profit alone, mm-hmm. not even doing the work, just through profit alone. You made it back in seven months. The next five months is all profit to yourself. Mm-hmm. That next year, you're at that 90 again. Mm-hmm. Next year, 90. Next year, 90. So now the car I want after... The second full year, I was able to buy two of those cars mm-hmm. I just wanted, right? Now, after the third year, I could buy three and a half of those cars, right? And so, by doing that, you're able to to get something that long-term is going to keep providing you dividends mm-hmm. 
for you to oversee, but most people cannot get over the emotion, the fear, the fear of doing something like that. They cannot, they cannot take the books, look at the books logically and go, okay, $60,000 allocated to somebody doing the work. Sure, I might need to get trained in on the work in case that individual quits. Mm -hmm. That's part of the game. Right. Um, or you have to have a backup person, maybe right. a partner or something. 90,000 top or 90,000 bottom line then. Mm -hmm. They cannot, people are so emotional and afraid. They cannot look at this number and go, is 10 hours a week of my time worth 90 a year? Right. Because I had the discipline to stack cash. Most people can't do it. Yeah. Most people can't have the discipline to stack the cash to be prepared for something like that. Yeah. Anyways, what do you got for me, babe? You, you want to say something? Um, oh, all I wanted to say was uh, the exact same thing you said was we only want to spend the money that we know we can get back in a short amount of time. So that was like our main issue with um, – we talked about that seven unit. We really wanted that seven unit. Yep. Um, one, we used I, – I specifically used Emotion. I – really liked the idea of it um it was just really cool and i had so many plans but it was fine whatever um there was just no way for us to make our initial investment back in a reasonable time frame at it was all an unreasonable time frame yeah and so that's why we we had to like we literally said like okay we have to stop using motion if we think about this logically like what does this look like it's a bad investment straight up bad investment mm -hmm. Um, for the, the terms that we had, it was a bad investment. Um, we know the person that bought it and they got better terms and mm -hmm. I'm sure it's a much better investment for them. It is. Yeah. 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 Yep. Because they, yeah, the deal, whatever it worked out, the, the sellers were willing to, after we said we couldn't do it because the terms didn't make any sense. Well, the other individual that was interested in the property also wouldn't do it for those terms because it didn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Um, but then the individuals gave them seller financing in better term in like different terms and all that shit. And it's like, we would have done it. Yeah, dude, we would have done, done it if you would have given that to us. But that's, I mean, honestly, what we should have done. And we should have brought it up. We should have brought that up. And mm -hmm. that was our fault. We, when, when we went to the sellers, we were like, Hey guys, this doesn't work. We, we cannot do this because it doesn't work. And like, well, we're sorry to hear that, whatever forfeit our earnest money and shit whatever no big deal but had we, we thought about it a little more we could have been like hey this doesn't work but this is how we could make it work because mm -hmm. i didn't bring them a solution and that was my yeah. fault i, I should have brought them a solution and that's why i always say it work if you're gonna make any complaints you have to have a solution to go with the complaint yep yep so i really i really should have brought a solution and um the reason i didn't was because they were they wanted it for a 1031 yeah and I knew that they they weren't willing to do seller financing because they needed it for a 1031. So I didn't even bring it up. Yeah. The individuals next, I uh, got I uh, got that. So I should I should have brought it up, mm -hmm. and that was that was my fault for not bringing it up. That's one of my things that like I've I try to help Sean is like pushing himself like past his barriers. Um. So like this business uh, venture that we're thinking about doing. Uh, I made sure to remind him, like, okay, just ask. It doesn't hurt to just ask about it. Right. Um, because I wanted to know more about it myself, but Sean was the one meeting with him. So, but yeah, I mean, we have to always push past those barriers to 
get to those better options. Right. Yep. Um, well, that was not about money, but, uh, yeah, I've been trying to, uh, lately use more logic with my Legos than emotions. Mm. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, I haven't really been gaining very many. (laughs) Right. Um, but we talked about it in the other podcast the other days. I've like now started to realize like if I save that money now and invest it in some type of business or anything i can then have more money down the road to buy the lego sets that i want because i mean like yeah sure some of these will be two three times the cost but i'll have the money so and like i'll be able to recoup that money so much easier in other ventures right so it's just like a neat way to think about money and using logic when you have it I do think like us selling Robin Road is kind of what really kickstart us to start saving again. Yeah, because we were spending two mortgages. Yeah, um, but just like it, it, Sean and I are really good. Like once we have a nest egg, to keep that nest egg mm-hmm. and to like keep it and grow it. And we really lost it in the past couple of years with. It, I mean, especially with buying this house, we had to put a lot of money in into this. And being able to get a lot of the money out of Robin that we had initially put in really helped us get our nest egg back. And now we've been growing it pretty pretty nicely. Right. So we dwindled the nest egg we had because mm-hmm. we had to pay for this house. Mm-hmm. But then when we refied this mm-hmm. and pulled the money out, yeah. then we sold Robin. Then it was like, bam. Yep. Beauty. And we have been so frugal ever since. Right. It's yeah. Been- noise yeah so. what's well, that's what needs to happen to grow mm-hmm. when you don't like art it's not about how much you make it's about how much you save yeah people always talk about we'll just make more earn more earn more okay great well if you're earning fucking a million dollars a year but you're good enough to spend a mil one a year yeah doesn't matter how much you fucking earn you cannot save a goddamn dollar you negative 100 grand mm-hmm and um, I see that so many, so much with people I know. Yeah. I see that with businesses. Yeah. Like people, they go, well, look at my top line. Great. How come there's fucking a, a minus? Yeah. In front of that bottom line. Yeah. Well, it's actually parentheses, but whatever. People don't know that. Um, but like people don't. It's about. How much you can save, not how much you can make. Mm-hmm. Fucking richest man in Babylon. I also don't like the the saying of like, well, if your money's just sitting there, like you're losing on it or whatever. Because with inflation, whatever, like it's losing value or whatever. I just don't like that because it's just like, well, I'm not going to just put it in some random investment for it to make a little bit more than it's losing. You know what yeah. I mean? I do. Keith... Keith talked about that. Um, was it? I was gonna say, was that the one that you said? Like, he says, like, if it, it go ahead. Yeah, this is something you and I have talked about a lot. Mm-hmm. And then hearing someone say it is really cool. Yeah, we hear all the time, your money's got to be leveraged. It's got to be working for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, this individual, Keith, seventy-two, he's done that. He's leveraged his money. He's lost it all. He's done all that. He said, "Capital is not meant to spend." capital is meant to be saved Mm -hmm. so capital 
having capital is cool, but you, you you shouldn't be thinking of how to spend and dispense that. You should be thinking how to protect your capital. Yeah. Um, and he said you should be able to let your capital. You should not be nervous or like uh, worried about your capital sitting for three years. You should be fine with your capital sitting for three years because the whole point of your capital is to deploy it into the right investment. Mm-hmm. And so he waits for the right investment and, and he he um, says like sometimes that investment takes three plus years to find. Yeah. So And that's kind of like why Sean and I have taken a break of buying some investments right now is just because the ones, nothing's come up that we truly, really want. Or like some of them are a couple years out until people want to sell them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, there's some of those that like, we already have in mind, like, okay, we need to make sure at this point in time we have this much saved yeah. to put into that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do have those mental timelines. So, like, there is part of our savings that we're saving just for that. Right. Yeah. Um, and some of those may happen on time. Some might may not happen. even happen. Yeah. Might not even happen. May happen later. But as long as we know, like, at the earliest time that they could happen, we have that money. Right. And there might be deals that come along before that that make more sense. Mm, that make more those. sense or that can make money and get it back in time. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. So. Cool. That's what I got for you guys today. You like it? I like it. All right, gang. Um, fuck. By the time this comes out, Recon will be the next day. Yeah. Uh, this is coming out. Recon will be the next day. Come to Recon. Uh, Recon 23 at Metropolis starts at 8 a.m. Yeah. Uh, You'll be checked in by me, Tina, and Brooke. Yeah. Yeah. So um, if you guys are listening to this and you haven't yet, uh, don't don't worry about uh, food or, and stuff. AJ and I, uh, we made sure to do, uh, for people that aren't registered, we ordered extra food. Cool. Um, and if, if it runs out, there's there's food there um, at the bar and stuff that oh, you nice. can still get. And so don't uh, don't be concerned if... If you haven't registered yet, feel free to come on in. Not a big deal. Uh, we can check you in there, mm-hmm. sign you up for memberships or pay whatever. Um, so yeah, come to if you listen to this, come to Recon tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I got. Cool. All right, guys. We'll catch you on the next one. See ya.